you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the, world. in the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times. Because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. It's Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com. There you go, guys. When the Iron Lady sings it, that makes it official. Welcome to the big show, family and friends. As always, I prefer to show your family, friends, and relatives. Go to goodreads.com, Fortress Chris Voss, LinkedIn.com, Fortress Chris Voss, YouTube.com, Fortress Chris Voss, all those crazy places on the internet. We have an amazing multi book author on the show today. She's talking to us about her newest book that's just come out, December 5th, 2023, which is actually tomorrow. So there you go. People watching this 10 years from now are like, no, that's not how it works on YouTube. <laughs> so her newest book is called Technically Yours by Denise Williams. And uh, is the editor's pick, actually, on Amazon for Best Romance. So there you go. I tried to write a, my book for Best Romance, but it was just a business book, so it didn't count. <laughs> Denise Williams wrote her first book in the second grade, I Hate You, and its sequel, I Still Hate You. Did we date in your youth, Denise? I, I don't know. <laughs> Sounds familiar. I hear that a lot from women. Featured, it, it uh, I Still Hate You, featured a tough, funny heroine, quirky hero, witty banter, and a dragon. Minus the dragons, these are still the books she likes to write. After penning those early works, she finished second grade and eventually earned a PhD in education, going to work in higher education after work growing up a military brat around the country and across she now lives in des moines iowa with her husband's son and two ornery shih tzus who think they own the house that sounds typical for those uh, breeds of dogs welcome to the show how are you i am great it's so good to join you today it's so wonderful to have you as well so give us your dot coms any place you want people to find you on the interweb yeah. Well, the legit places. I'm at denisewilliamswrites.com. I'm on Instagram and Twitter. Well, we're not calling it Twitter anymore, X. And TikTok. And I make embarrassing videos that are probably a little cringeworthy, according to my child. Oh, wow. And um, yeah, that's where you can always find me at Nick Will Writes. There you go. So how many books do you have total? You got you got more than I can count. I, I, I flunked second grade, so I can't count that <laughs> Yeah, that was before we dated in the third grade, I guess. Is that what, uh, uh, this will be my ninth, ninth book. There you go. Yeah, and you've got quite the collection going on. My debut came out in 2020, so it's been a wild ride over the last uh, three, four years. There you go. The fastest way to fall, the misconnection, how to fail at flirting. I've got a camera in front of me. The <laughs> love connection, the sweetest connection. How to fail at flirting. That, that, that sounds like a real funny book. Uh, so, <laughs> well, I think I'm pretty funny, so I think it was. There you go. There you go. Tell us about this newest book, Technically Yours. 
Yeah, so technically yours, as you said, for us comes out tomorrow for those in the future. Hey, it's in your bookstore right now is a second chance romance. So the couple met years ago and now they're back together. It oh. takes place in the world of a tech nonprofit. So kind mm. of like Girls Who Code or those type organizations that are trying to get kids, particularly women and kids of color into the tech world. Mm. And it takes place between the executive director and one of the board members who is a tech CEO. So I always joke that it's got Fortran as foreplay. And so you get quite a bit of heat and spice, but also some great chemistry and some good, I think, social commentary around diversity and technology. There you go. Does, does there any conspiracy? Because you know what 4chan is. Um, <laughs> or Tran, not 4chan. <laughs> oh, okay. There you go. All right. It's yeah, money. that'd be a very different book. <laughs> it's money for me. Yeah, that would probably would be. On the cover, it says, sometimes love needs a reboot. So does that basically turn it off and then power back up again? Is that how it works? <laughs> yeah, kind of. I mean, oh, sometimes you got to try that second time. Try that with my exes then. <laughs> or don't. I don't know. <laughs> sometimes they call them and ask for a second time and then they hang up on me. That's when I usually get the books written about hating me. So uh, that's when tech support comes on and says, <laughs> are you sure that it's plugged in? <laughs> Definitely. Or the I'm even plugged in. So with Technically Yours, as you've written all these books, is there a series of characters? Are they all standalones or... Yeah, good question. They can all be read as standalones. Um, I hate it when I find like a seventh book in a series and I have no idea like important parts because I got to read the rest of them. So these can all be read on their own. But this is the fourth book in the same universe. So How okay. to Fail at Flirting, The Fastest Way to Fall, Do You Take This Man, and now Technically Yours mm -hmm. all have the uh, same characters. They all take place in and around Chicago. They're kind of in that same world. And so this is the last one in that world. And then I have a series of novellas that take place in the airport that exist in kind of a separate world. There you go. Eight years ago, he fell in love with a stranger he couldn't have. That also sounds like most of my dating life. Uh, hey. I feel like we need a relationship book for you, maybe. You need to read some more romance. Or how not to have a relationship. I'm, I'm just not sure I'm fitted properly for one. I miss that codependency gene. Eight years ago, he fell in love with a stranger he couldn't have. Today, she's back in his life, and the sparks between them threaten to set her career on fire. Fire, I say. So there you go. Uh, so <laughs> what, what, what made you pick some of the characters? Tell us about the characters and the protagonists that are in the book. Yeah, so the two lead characters are Cord, who we met in The Fastest Way to Fall, my debut, my, sec no, my, debut, my sophomore novel. And he... Uh, I think the best way to describe him is he lives in Chuck's. He never wants to wear a suit to work mm -hmm. and he's sort of your quintessential tech guy. I was told in editing, he was drinking far too much Mountain Dew, which is what I sometimes tell my husband too. just, you know, he's that guy. He's very laid back and he is in love with this woman has been in love with this woman forever. And I always say when I'm describing him, he's a recovering people pleaser as I think a lot of us are. Uh -huh. And so figuring out how to not just work to serve other people, but to serve his own interests as well. And uh, so we've met him before. Pearl uh, was the uh, secretary at his company eight years ago. Mm -hmm. And so we met her in The Fastest Way to Fall as well. She oh. is very guided, very purposeful, very meticulous in her work. And so falling in love with somebody at work she's not supposed to is a real conflict for her. And she's just kind of a, she's kind of a badass. I really enjoyed writing her mm -hmm. and she takes care of her business and is on top of things, really cares about her family. And so she was a really fun person to write and a good counter to him because she has very, very little trouble standing up for what she wants, which so often we don't see that with women. And so I really like to write characters who challenge some of those dynamics sometimes. Hmm. 
There you go. So, does your husband ever get jealous? You've written about this guy a couple times through some books. What's going on there? <laughs> no, you know, he he's he's secure in our relationship. It's oh, not in a hate good. you moment. So he's good. He, I think sometimes he's probably relieved because he can say, you know, like, oh, well, you know, you're going to get some of that sappy stuff from your book boyfriend. So it's fine. <laughs> your book boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he understands the, the romance novel market, doesn't he? He does. He does. I mean, he's got a, a wife who's been up in it for yeah. several years. So yeah, he's had yeah. no choice. I have enough beach read authors that come on that I know what's going on over there. So <laughs> it's fun. it's funny because it's it's always a it's always an either get back together situation or I found the guy that I missed when I was in high school and now I'm divorced. It's a, it's always a lifetime sort of movie. Thing. I mean, we've all got those stories in us, right? I always tell a lot of. <laughs> Men, they should read more romance if they don't, or women too. It's a good Maybe guide for relationships. Maybe we should. I don't know. Well, I, you let I, me know. I, I'll give you some recs. There you go. Well, I'll just go through your library, right? Oh, yeah. Um, there you go. That too. Is it placed in the same sort of scenarios or same areas, locales as uh, your earlier books, or is anything anything new going on that way? Yeah, no, it's a little bit different. All my books really, most of them are based in Chicago, at least the, the series, because oh. that's where the first one took place. Mm -hmm. So physically, that's where they are. But that whole world of tech was very new. That was not what any of my other books have been about. And so I tend to pick different settings for my books, which is really fun for me as a, as a PhD, as a researcher, I get to go learn mm -hmm. new things. And so I was studying up on programming terms and, you know, how do you can't make a good a good pun unless you know what all these techy words mean and did quite a bit of studying to put that in this world and also this world of kind of nonprofit management mm -hmm. i had a little bit of experience with but not a lot so that'll be new for readers and the second chance is not something i've written before so that'll be new uh mm -hmm. for my readers as well but as far as the high heat high emotion like lots of side characters lots of bad jokes good jokes too but also a lot of dad jokes <laughs> those will be really familiar to anybody who's read my work before sounds like a lot of silicon valley jokes probably too you know i didn't even think about that that was totally a pun i missed i got stuck on penetration yeah. testing <laughs> penetration test i'm just gonna not even go near that uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah technically yours it's got a cover on it it's kind of like a, a a bluer uh, kind of less disturbing color of the <laughs> the matrix on it sort of thing. Yeah, this is right here too as we're airing. But I actually had this idea for the cover. And when they asked what we wanted to do, I was like, what if it was the matrix, but like romantic? And then I had to unpack <laughs> that a little bit because obviously the matrix is not inherently romantic. Yeah. And I, I love it. It's probably my, I loved all my covers. It's probably my favorite yeah. cover. And uh, yeah, inside the book, there's, things in binary code and yeah. sometimes they spell some things out and things like that. So it was just a fun sort of coded way to oh, coded, haha, you know, way to, to brand the book. There you go. I, it sounds like some of the things I've done with love, you know, that scene in the matrix where the guy goes, I know the steak isn't real, but I just love the taste of steak. It's kind of <laughs> how my life, love life is. I, I know it isn't love, but I love the taste of whatever it is. Chris, I really feel like we do need to get you reading some romance. Like, I just, I feel like there's a need here and, you know, maybe there's some benefit here. I don't know if it'd prove anything. Uh, yeah, but, you know, you never know. There you go. But what's coming up for you in the future? Are you, uh, you have anything more in the, and it, sometimes, you know, authors have stuff in the can and they're, they're pumping out quite a pace. 
Yeah. Yes. Right now I'm slowing down. I had four books out last year and three this year. Mm -hmm. And next year I only have one, which is lovely. So that is due here in a couple of weeks and it'll be done by then if my editor is listening in. But that actually takes place in Des Moines, which is where I live here in Iowa, which is great because there's never books set, I feel like, in the in the Midwest, in the state mm -hmm. of Iowa. And it is about a lottery winner and a donut sh shop owner. And mm -hmm. so that has been a lot of fun to write. There's a lot of like silliness. And I feel like buying a lottery ticket once a week and eating donuts constantly while writing it are mm -hmm. a business expense. So I don't know how my accountant will feel about that. But that is coming up and that will come out next year. And then I'll have another one out in 2025. You are rocking it, and it, it is. Are you sticking in the in the same vein the whole time, writing for the same characters and stuff? No, no, no. These will be new characters, and actually, this will be a totally new universe, a new new world. But it is all romance. They're all yeah. usually folks who, for me, and this is a theme across all my books. Their careers really matter to them, and that's because that's me. I, I work in education. I've always worked in education, mm -hmm. and so all my characters, like their jobs, are a big part of who they are and what they do and what they love. And so that is definitely consistent for this next one. But otherwise, the setting and the issues really are, are very different. There you go. Wonderful thing you got going on. You're, you're just take, kicking ass, taking names. What got you into writing and stuff? What's your journey? And what got you into being Yeah. You know, I've always loved to write, but it was short stories, really bad poetry that I learned recently was still on the internet from 25 years ago. <laughs> and I never, you know, thought much about it, but it was always a place where I found kind of joy and, and relaxation. I wrote for a while, but then I started working on my graduate degree and I didn't have time to write anything that didn't have a citation attached to it. Mm -hmm. And in 2016, the world was I don't know, 2016ing, and I had a newborn, and I just felt buried. I was lost in everything that was going on, and so I decided to sit down and write just a short story, like to, I don't know, just kind of have some time for me. So mm -hmm. I did that and I loved it. I felt so relaxed. I felt so rejuvenated that I went back and, and did it every night. And that in short order turned into what would be my first novel. And when I finished it, I thought, oh, this is maybe kind of good. I'll show it to some friends. And they lovingly and kindly and gently told me it wasn't. And then I <laughs> met some writers and did some research, learned about writing. And uh -huh. some of those folks <laughs> less gently and kindly told me it wasn't good yet. But through that process, I ended up with a book I was really proud of and then wow. found the right agent who found the right editor. And again, that became my debut novel. So I always joke with folks, you don't need an MFA. <laughs> you can learn as you go. Like that's something I love about writing is it's, it's iterative. Like you learn it as you go and you can always get better. Oh, wow. That's awesome. It's, that's, you know, how you become a writer. So you went through the whole journey and everything else. And, and you feel the PhD yeah. really helps when you do like research and stuff, huh? It does. I mean, it does help with research because that's what we're trained to do. It also really helps with getting reviews, especially if they're negative, because in academia, if anybody's listening, if you're a professor, if you write academic journals, any of that, like we kind of live to give critique to each other. And sometimes it's uh -huh. nice and warm and lovely, but usually it's a little harsh. And, you know, getting negative reviews on my books or getting critique from my editor is kind of, yeah, that's whatever. I'm used to that. <laughs> but yeah, doing research has really helped. So for this one, it was learning about technology and coding and things that I know nothing about. Uh, the Mist Connection, which is one of my novellas, is about chemistry professors. And the oh, last really? time I took chemistry was when I dropped it after failing the midterm my freshman year in college. <laughs> so I'm, you know, on the phone with friends and I've got 27 browser windows open so that I can make 
seven sex jokes about chemistry that I'm sorry, are real good jokes. I'm very proud of those jokes. <laughs> um, but so I could, you know, realistically give my characters, you know, what they're passionate about. But I certainly didn't know anything about it. Maybe you have a future in comedy or stand up. I mean, I think I'm very funny, Tell although, them. again, my son would tell you differently. <laughs> well, that's always, yeah, the kids, man, they're always going to throw you off. But uh, maybe, yeah, maybe you have a stand-up uh, comedy future and you're writing jokes or doing stand-ups. So you know, you maybe. My uncle's a stand-up comedian, so. There you go. There you go. You're, it's in the family. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> in the blood. <laughs> there you go. Anything more we want to tease out on the book before we go and what you're doing? Just I hope folks really enjoy it. It's like I said, I think it's got a good message and really digs into the world of tech a little bit, but it's it's spicy. Like there's some heat in it. There's some great chemistry in it. I'm I'm really excited about this book and for folks to get to see it. There you go. Well, thank you very much, Denise, for coming on the show. Give us your dot com so people can find you on the interwebs. Yeah, thanks for having me. Folks can find me at denisewilliamswrites.com or you can find me at Nick Will Writes across all the social platforms. There you go. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Go to goodreads.com, Fortress Chris Foss, LinkedIn.com, Fortress Chris Foss, YouTube.com, Fortress Chris Foss, and all this crazy place on the internet. Thanks for tuning in. Be good to each other. Stay safe. We'll see you guys next time.